Hi, everybody. Malcolm Teasdale here, the Travel Addict. Now, just before we get going on the 10 best capital cities in the world, in my humble opinion, a quick shout out to the company called Feedspot. Just go to feedspot.com. And uh, there's a section in there or a category called the Top 20 Midlife Travel Podcasts, of which this one, the Travel Addict, is in that group. It's great, actually, because these travel podcasts are global. There's podcasts from all over the world that are worth a listen. So uh, check it out, feedspot.com. I'm going to do something, well, sort of the same as what I've done before. It's a top 10 list, again, but sort of in that frame of mind right now, just to reminisce and also, you know, just look back on these fabulous cities I've been to in years gone by. So I've compiled a top 10 list of, in my opinion, the best capital cities of the world for various reasons. And so let's go through the list. And in no particular order, though I could really determine my favorite and least favorite of the top 10, but why? Because really, you know, I could have had a lot more to them and it just complicates things. All right, top 10. Edinburgh, Scotland. Well, if you're in Britain, Edinburgh is sort of easy to get to. So if you're in England, you could drive there. Or if you're in London, even you get the train up there. It's easy. So when you're in Edinburgh, a few things to see. Well, the Royal Mile comes to mind, which really is a succession of streets forming the main thoroughfare of the old town, right? And it really runs between two significant locations in the Royal History of Scotland, Edinburgh Castle and Holyrood Palace. Now, Holyrood Palace is a residence of the royal family, of course. Well, King Charles, of course, King Charles III, that is. So it's good to hang out there, good restaurants, pubs and stuff. And while you're there, you can even try some haggis food. <laughs> London. Yes, London, England. Obviously a vibrant place, and there's so much to see there. The best place to stay, by the way, in my opinion, obviously being a Brit or from England, I've been to London quite a few times. But the best place to stay, as in a lot of the capital cities, is in a location where you can walk everywhere. Now, most people have heard of the landmark Trafalgar Square. So if you find some accommodation sort of around that area, then you're in a good position. The Strand, for example, is adjacent to that. There's a decent hotel called the Strand Palace there, which is not grossly expensive like the Savoy across the street. But there's lots of other places to stay. Well, you've got Trafalgar Square there, of course, but you can walk to Buckingham Palace, Leicester Square, Covent Garden, Oxford Street. You could, in fact, walk to Kensington and Harrods, but you can get that thing called a tube train. <laughs> it's really easy, sort of quick uh, underground train system that works wonderfully well. It's cheap. So, yeah, use the tube to get around London. But obviously, flying into London, many options. Because there's Heathrow Airport to the west of London, there's Gatwick Airport to the south, and there's London City Airport, smaller one. So some airlines have a flight in there from primarily Europe, but most international flights come into Heathrow, but it's very easy to get from Heathrow into central London. Guess what? By train. So, 
there you go. London's up there because it's a great city, easy to walk around and stop in a pub or two if you want for lunch and dinner. Okay. Up second place is a city where it may not be familiar with everyone. It's Ljubljana. Yes, have I pronounced it correctly, you may say. It's the capital city of the country of Slovenia. Now, I went there about, I would say, three years ago. Sort of, yeah, it's easy to get to because there's, there's direct flights from different major cities in Europe. So Ljubljana, you get to the airport, and best place to stay is really in the old town. It's surrounded by a river, and uh, cars are prohibited prohibited in that area, basically during daylight hours. So I booked into a nice hotel there, um, down a side street. Lovely it was. And just walking around there along the river or canal. And uh, you can just sit down at one of these street cafes and admire the peacefulness and scenery. You can walk up to the castle. Sort of a steep climb, but it's only about 15 minutes. Most people could do that. And uh, there's a great view up there as well. And lot lot of things to see there, but it's just a cool place to hang out. Perfectly safe. They are Ljubljana in the country of Slovenia. Slovenia's had a, a past of some turmoil, as you can probably read about, but it's perfectly safe these days, and actually is one of the world's safest countries in the world, as rated recently in one of the world indexes. Up next, capital of Germany is Berlin. Now, this surprised me because I stayed in the center, and it's awesome. And, you know, this capital dates back to the 13th century, but there's so many reminders of the city's turbulent 20th century history, including the Holocaust Memorial, the Berlin Wall, the remains of it, and, you know, how it was divided during the Cold War. The Brandenburg Gate is significant place to be. Just go there, stand there, and be in awe of it. And that hat is a great symbol of reunification, if you remember, where the prime ministers of Western East Germany sort of met to say, we're all one now. A lot of history, great landmarks. And while you're there, as I said, stay in the center, but you won't have to get a taxi to this place. Go to the uh, big theater there where the Berlin Symphony Orchestra plays. It's absolutely awesome. A night of classical music. Yeah, why? Why not do it? But it's a city that's easy to walk around. Yes, you can get a train, uh, but it's lovely. I would definitely go back there in a heartbeat. Next up, (laughs) this will surprise you. And this place is not like it used to be. Is Kiev, or Kiev as some people call it, in the Ukraine. Well, obviously we all know what's going on today. However, I was there exactly two years ago. In fact, I was there just before the trouble started. I am not responsible for what's going on there right now. Just want to throw that in there. But I stayed adjacent to Independence Square. Perfect place to be. So they got the big monument, but the square itself there is a symbol of their independence way back when. It's a historic place, basically, but the city is easy to walk around. That square in itself has dancing fountains at night, but the place is so full of sort of architecture, the grandest of buildings, like Sophia's Cathedral, 
there's Michael's Monastery. There's these buildings which are just absolutely spectacular. So I was walking about five miles a day there. I'm trying to think of the name of the hotel I stayed in. Anyway, great place. People were really friendly. And there was some concern and nervousness at the time I was there about what was going on. But I got in there a few days and got out. And it was it was great, great experience. Even found a couple of British pubs to go to. So let's hope that all things can get back to normal, folks. And maybe you'll want to pay Kiev a visit one of these days. Hopefully nothing else is destroyed there. Up next, Bangkok, the capital city of Thailand. Now, normally I do not like chaotic places, but Bangkok I love. I just love the chaos in this place. Every time I go, I'm there about once. Am I there once a year? Yeah, I'm there about once a year. I will stay in the city center around, there's a main road there called Sukhumvit. Plenty of beautiful hotels there. And it's easy to get around because they have the MRT, which is a train that goes above the road, and you can just travel along that area. Get on the train, get off down the street. You could walk, but it is stinking hot there, by the way, especially during, I think, the early part of the year when it gets humid as well. But there's lots of stuff to see, uh, lots of stuff to experience. You can see the, the, the Golden Buddha. It's the biggest statue of the Golden Buddha in the world. I think it weighs about five tons, actually. <laughs> yeah, have your picture taken with it. There's Chattrachak Market. Uh, you can also take a ride down the Chaya Prao River. Um, hotels, there's the luxury hotels and there's the cheap hotels. Take your pick, lots of them. The Thai hospitality is always there, very welcoming. The city from the airport is about 30, 45 minutes, depending on traffic. During the daylight hours, Sukhumvit Road is just basically like a traffic jam. And basically, you just walk around it. Anyway, lovely place, great city, tons of things to do there, great restaurants, nightlife, Everything. I love the place. Up next, Singapore. You might be thinking, well, Singapore's a country. Well, yes, it is. But Singapore is one of three what they call city states in the world. Right? A city and a state. Three of them. Singapore's one of them. Vatican City is another one. And so is Monaco. It's a city and it's a nation, basically. It's small. But it's a very, I would say, very affluent place. I lived there during 2007, 2008. It was delightful. It's a bit more expensive now. Yes, it's an expensive place to stay. So if you want to get a hotel there down Orchard Road or towards Clark Key, the entertainment area, it can cost you a lot of money. There's fabulous hotels there, by the way. But some of the things that are viewable in the city, go to the Marina Bay Sands, and they have these gardens. It's a city of gardens, by the way. It's just delightful. But the country, or Singapore, I should say, the city-state, exudes class and sophistication and affluence. No doubt about it. And is perfectly safe. And it's a huge mixture of people from different ethnic backgrounds and uh, religious backgrounds as well. Everyone gets along swimmingly. And that's why it's a great place. As I said, it's perfectly safe, great to walk around, great public transport system. And it is a little bit hot and humid, but it doesn't matter. You just got to walk around there and admire the place. Up next, Stockholm. And you may have heard my podcast about Stockholm before. Great city. So whether you fly in there or stay there for a day on a cruise ship, 
there's a lot to see. Even if you sail in through the Stockholm archipelago, beautiful landscape, the city itself is is lovely. Uh, whether you stay in the old town of Gamlastan or on the mainland, plenty to see and do there. Lovely city indeed. And probably my favorite capital city from Scandinavia, although they're all good. They're all nice. Up next, Sydney. Could be one of my favorite capital cities on the planet. Been there three times. But, you know, it's great. What can you do there? Well, there's various zoos, right? And you can see a game of Aussie rules, cricket, or some other sport. Uh, They love the sport, by the way. But you've got the Sydney Opera House. Uh, But there's nice beaches there, like Bondi Beach. And, you know... The Aussies, well, yeah, there's that friendly rivalry between the Brits and the Aussies. We always have stories to tell, right? But it doesn't matter. It's that friendly rivalry. Yeah, go to a zoo there. There's uh, Sydney Zoo and there's Taranga Zoo. I think that's how you pronounce it. Get get up closer with a koala bear, maybe a Tasmanian devil or a dingo. Yeah, I said it right, I think. (laughs) Weird animals. Don't get up close to one of the snakes, though. They're nasty ones there. Anyway. Lovely city, pay it a visit if you get an opportunity. And ending the top 10 is the city of Vilnius, which is the capital of Lithuania. I went there fairly recently because it was the third country out of the Baltic countries that I had to see. I'd previously been to Latvia and Estonia, but I wanted to go to Lithuania. But the capital city, Vilnius, really surprised me. Lovely. Stayed at the Artagonist Hotel, which is in the town centre, city centre hotel. And just walking around there is real pleasant. It's not overcrowded at all. And just up the road from where I was staying, you could sit outside, have a cocktail, a beer, have, have dinner. And the orchestra is out there on the steps of the government house playing. It's a great atmosphere. Museums. Yeah, there's plenty of museums, but it's, a, it's an excellent place, lovely place. You can walk up to the uh, Hill of Three Crosses, and it's a bit of a hike. We all know the exercise. Or you can travel a little bit and see the Hill of Crosses, which is a beautiful place. It's on my list of the top 10 most sacred places on the planet, which you've probably heard that before. But if you don't want to go that far, then climb up to the Hill of Three Crosses in Vilnius. Great place. It's not expensive to stay there. People are friendly, and it's just a super place. Anyway, that sort of brings out my top 10 places or capital cities to visit. So getting to these places is fairly easy. London, well, the airports, especially Heathrow, is accessible from virtually every corner of the planet. Lovely Island, no direct flights, really, from outside of Europe. So you fly to one of the major hubs, Heathrow, Frankfurt or Rome and get there. Berlin is accessible quite easy from places around the world. Kiev, it depends. (laughs) Keep looking at this one because who knows when you'll be able to fly there or be safe to fly there. Bangkok, it's one of the major gateway cities in Asia. You could fly there directly from North America and Europe as you can. Singapore, Stockholm, a lot of airlines fly there. Scandinavian Airlines service, of course, is one of them uh, from various locations in Europe. And even I took an SAS flight from Chicago once. It went over to uh, Stockholm directly. So that's good. Sydney, easy to get to from a said, well, easy. It's a long flight, of course, but from Europe 
or North America down straight down to Sydney. And if it stops en route somewhere like New Zealand or somewhere in the South Pacific, just great, even a bonus. And in Vilnius in Lithuania, really you've got to sort of land or start off at a, a gateway city in Europe to get there. So it's easy enough to get to and you can fly the airline called Air Baltic to eventually get there. It's all good. They're easily accessible. Is it worth going there? Absolutely. So that's my top 10, folks. Check them out on Google. You might want to go to one of these places one day. Thanks for joining me. Bye for now. Many thanks for joining me today. This is Malcolm Teasdale signing off. Before I do, please check out my website, malcolmjteasdale.com, for more information about my travels around the world. Okay, folks, talk to you later. Bye for now. Stay safe. Thank you.